CBS Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Monday, November 20th, 2023. Welcome to the game week. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. I wonder what we're going to talk about on today's show, Dan. Um, mm. Boy, I think I do have an idea. Before we get to that, let's tell you about one of our new sponsors. Love this place. I go there a lot here in Hilliard, Ohio, Piata. And I'm going to tell you guys about a great deal you can get in just a moment. Hey there, Ohio State fans. Are you ready to indulge in some mouth-watering Italian street food while cheering on our beloved Buckeyes? Absolutely, Dave. And if you're looking for the ultimate game day feast, look no further than Piata Italian street food. It's time to elevate your tailgate experience with Piata's delicious pastas, Piatas, and salads. Options include tender pasta cooked to perfection, tossed in rich, flavorful sauces. Whether you're a fan of classic marinara or creamy carbonara, Piata's got you covered. Fresh, made-to-order salads with crisp greens, vibrant veggies, and your choice of protein makes for a winning combination. And let's not forget about Piata's. These thin Italian wraps filled with your choice of grilled meats, fresh veggies, and irresistible sauces are game changers. They're portable, delicious, and perfect for fueling up during halftime. Now that we've made you hungry, we're offering you, the listener, an exclusive online-only discount. This week only, you can receive a free piata, pasta, or salad with the purchase of a regular entree. Use code BEATBLUE at checkout online or in the Piata One app to receive a buy one, get one, any piata, pasta, or salad. This offer is valid from November 20th through November the 26th. Receive any piata, pasta, or salad with the purchase of any regular size entree. When using the code BEATBLUE, one word, B-E-A-T-B-L-U-E, at checkout online or within the Piata One app, offer cannot be combined with other discounts or rewards. That's That's right. right. Go Buckeyes. Go Piata. Boom. By the way. All right, let's get into it. I told Dave this. My youngest son should be employed by Piata or I should get a cut. Because he eats there all the time, but I digress. It's good stuff. All right, Buckeyes, three and a half point underdogs. I love that they're an underdog going into this game. Um, it's going to be, you know, not breaking news here. This game's going to be one in the trenches. Dan, I like the matchup of Ohio State's D-line against Michigan's O-line. I think I think the Buckeyes are going to get some damage done there. Now, we'll see about Ohio State's O-line against this big, deep, physical Michigan D-line. But, man, we'll start there. I mean, the battle of the trenches is going to win this game. Uh, we've discussed heavily how we were going to approach this show. And I think we're on the same page on a lot of this. And I agree. 
as we've gotten to this point now, um, and we're looking at parts of Ohio State's team and can it get it done, there's really only two spots to me that I have concerns about. One is the right side of the offensive line. Matthew Jones and Josh Fryer, and we can talk about the quarterback going forward, Kyle McCord, but that's the, that's the, that's the test. Um, Can they hold up? Can they get the running game going? Uh, It's hard to see Ohio state winning this game without Travion Henderson being a big part of it. And, you know, that comes down to the offensive line. Man, we need to keep Kyle McCord out of uh, tough pressure situations. That comes down to the offensive line. Um, You know, the other two guys, Simmons and uh, Jackson, I think will be okay. Um, The whole group is prone to the occasional brain fart, as it were, and open rusher. Um, Let's hope that doesn't happen routinely, but that's the matchup to me, Dave. Um, I'm confident in the defense. Super confident in our skilled players besides quarterback at times, but it's the right side of the offensive line based on what they do defensively. And um, personnel-wise, that's my biggest issue going into the game for sure. I watched the entire Michigan-Maryland game, as I'm sure many did, um, and Michigan was less than impressive. They were impressive early. Um, mm-hmm. They are offensive, offensively challenged. Um, now, I said the same thing going into last year. J.J. can't throw the ball deep, and then what happened? Um, but we'll see now, now that, that uh, you know, the sign-stealing um, stuff has been uh, unearthed. Will that affect him? We, we shall see. But I, I see a Michigan team that um, they're not as effective running the ball as they were last year. They're still a good running team. But look what they did against Maryland. I mean, Corum was only averaging like maybe three yards a carry at best. They were stuffing him a lot. Um, but we'll see. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> – you watch this Michigan team, and they've had played such an easy schedule – I thought Penn State might get him. Penn State's just no good offensively. Maryland took it to – after Maryland got down, what was it, 16-3? to Maryland was the better team after that. So that's raised my confidence level considerably, Dan. I watched the entire Maryland game as well. Um, and I'll tell you what, Maryland is, is not a very good team in terms of attention to detail. But Mike Loxley can call plays. They blew it early on. They had a first down – a throw to a, a released tight end that was going to go for an enormous play. He dropped it. Uh, Tua had just an Tua. Talia, I apologize. I think we're checked the box for that. That's got to happen every show. We talk about Maryland. He had an awful fumble um, around the goal line. So they gave them those points. It was not offensive juggernauty. Um, and then when it became a fist fight, uh, I mean, I didn't really think Maryland would win the game because Maryland, that's Maryland in a nutshell, but no pun intended. But listen, the beginning of the fourth quarter, if you could have uh, gone inside a, a Michigan fan's mind, they were scared out of their mind. Uh, Michigan was the aggressor for about eight to ten minutes. Now, they couldn't come through. Their offense just isn't good enough. Um, but th- look. The idea of Michigan and Georgia being on some collision course, there's literally no visible data to support that. Um, You may think that based on statistics and how you felt the way the season went, but you cannot present to me an argument visually for that being the case. So, you know, there you have it. Yeah, I was going to bring this up, and I see somebody in the comments 
mention this as well. J.J. McCarthy looks a little banged up. You saw him, um, I don't know if it was the Penn State game. Probably was the Penn State game. Um, maybe, I don't know. It, it was recently he got, looked like he had a, a little bit of a leg injury that was affecting him. I think it was the Penn State game. And he just, not that it's, he's definitely going to play. I mean, I mean, we saw Kyle McCord. I was concerned as heck that last play of the first half, especially this week. Deshaun Watson out for the year. Joe Burrow out for the year. And then I'm last play of the first half, and I'm like, oh, my God. Kyle McCord, just his knee just buckled there. I was so glad to see him be able to, even though he's limping, jog off the field and, and then start the, the third quarter and, and look like he was fine. But, yeah, J.J. McCarthy looks a little banged up to me, Dan. Have you noticed that? He, he does. But, I mean, their passing game and their, their offense hasn't really been impressive anyway. Now, McCarthy does have – he's a good athlete. And – um his ability to run the ball, they have not used. So maybe they're saving that um, so they can mix it up against Ohio State. But, yeah, he does not look as spry as usual. Look, he threw three interceptions against Bowling Green. It's not like we're going up against Joe Montana here. He's had a couple – I mean, he's had some very high-profile good games, especially against us. But um, the fear factor I get when another quarterback drops back um, – where you just kind of know this is not going to go well. I don't get that with McCarthy. So, and listen, they're not stacked at receiver. They don't have, I mean, Dave, I've said this and, and I got this and I thought this was the case. And, and I confirmed this with an NFL source. Yes. Michigan has probably 20 guys going to get drafted. I get that. And that statistic when Harbaugh said that has been bandied about so much that I don't think people have actually looked. They don't really have a lot of guys projected to go in the first three rounds. I mean, McCarthy was talked about as a first-round draft pick. I got a text from an NFL guy during the game against Maryland and said that's a myth. But anyway, um, their top-end talent is nowhere near what Ohio State's is. That's not an arguable point. I'm giving you the perspective of the NFL brass at this point. Um, yes, they have like – I can't remember the number. Is it 30 seniors? Is it 40? It's a round number. Well, they still have a lot of uh, you know super seniors from the COVID year, and even some you know, a couple of their transfers were are super seniors. There's no way in hell they'll have 20 guys drafted. I don't care if they're all sixth and seventh round picks. There's no way. I would bet my life on it. There's no way in I hell they're going to have 20 first round picks or 20 draft picks. No way in heck. They had guys like uh, this Carson Barnhart, number 52, that you and I were texting about. He's the fish. Urban used to talk about finding exactly. the fish in the secondary. You find the fish on that O-line, 52 is the fish. Just go after him. And people were talking coming into the season like he was going to be like a second-day draft pick, second or third round. I was like, now the Bengals might do something stupid like that. Duke Tobin, who couldn't – he can't uh, scout O-lineman to save his life, Jackson Carmen. Um, but still um, – He's bad, bad. Part is not good at all. He'll either be undrafted or be a late pick. Some of these guys that they're saying is going to be drafted will not be drafted. I mean, if you watch the Maryland game – when they really needed to protect and left him in solo coverage, he whiffed twice. Whiffed, 44, good Lord. I've never even seen a number like that. I'd, I'd have to even – I take your word for it. That's incredible, Tyler. Um, but for real, he, he whiffed. on. The, and guess who's playing his best football since he arrived at Ohio State? Jack Sawyer. Um, Jack and JT have really come on. i got to tell you what, Jack's – Jack was impressive yesterday, uh, two days ago. He had three tackles where he literally implanted the dude on the ground. He looks more spry. Um, 
the three or four times I rewound the tape to see who got the hit right as the ball was released was Jack. There is no way they can single. If they single cover dude, Jack or JT with Barnhart, it will be a, it will be a show. It's the, the, the 20 drafted is almost like the argument when it's almost like the thing where they say we ran it 35 times in a row. They ran it 35 times in a row because uh, the, uh, who were they playing against? Penn State. The Penn State defensive end was going to get drafted after the game. They were going to pull him to the NFL right there on the spot because he was beating Barnard like a drum. They couldn't, they couldn't pass. So they're a little banged up on the O line, too. Now, Zinter, one guy that's going to go early is their guard, Zinter. He's a man. He would have been drafted, I think, in the second round <laughs> last year. Um, but so he's he's definitely legit, and they have some sophomores that we know are legit. Like we talk about that Grant, that big mammoth D tackle. I love him. Even Graham, who looks like Will Johnson next to him. Graham is like 315 pounds, former high school wrestling champion, heavyweight West wrestling champion. He looks like a peewee next to big old Grant. Yeah, and Will Johnson's future NFL player for sure. So they've got in that sophomore class, but I'm not buying this noise about they won't have anywhere near 20 people drafted. That's ridiculous. Right, let me ask you about this. Um, Kyle McCord. Wow. Um, I don't know. It's He's just been so up and down, and this is one of those games where, like, um, again, I think it's going to be one in the trenches, but McCord just has to take care of the ball, but he's also got to make the big plays when they're there. And um, I don't know. I just – I'm not like <laughs> – I don't know how I feel about it. My confidence level wavers. I'll put it that way. <laughs> You're channeling me. Uh <laughs> It doesn't like we've talked about this a lot. So if I'm repeating myself for for the nutters here, I apologize. It doesn't look in. I know when I see a bad quarterback, okay, or one that I really don't trust. That's not what it looks like, because the good plays are so good. He's just either indecisive or, um, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for this, Dave. I, part of it is probably my fandom keeping me from getting overly negative at times when I want to be overly negative. But the bottom line is our passing game is still going to be one of our advantages in this game. The best player in in football, in college football, is on our team. So we got to get him the ball. Uh, and I've also seen enough from McCord when he's going well that I know he can do it. This is not – that is not a variable here. He can do it. Will he do it? I don't know. Um, I really hope so. Uh, this is going to be, and we're going to get into this, I'm sure. This is where Ryan Day makes his money. He's the quarterback guru, and deservedly so, um, labeled as such. This is the game where he needs to make Kyle McCord look like his prized disciple. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what plays he calls. I don't know what hypnosis he uses. I don't know what foodstuffs he inserts into his plan. Whatever. Whatever Ryan has to do, this is the week. Um, I've said before, I don't believe in the, oh, the coaches held something back. We're going to get him this game, except when it comes to this. And the fact that Ryan Day, that little edge you've seen to him that's been there for the last 12 months is, you know, these two losses. and. So I, I do think it's on him to make it what it needs to be for Kyle. But then Kyle's got to come through. Got to come through. This is what it is. Now, how many starts has he had and how many losses does he have? Yeah, he's 12-0. 12-0. and 
12 and 0 in his career. Let's make it 13 and 0. Let's make it 13 and 0. I want to go to Indy, Dan. I want to go to Indy. I'm picturing myself just making that nice drive down 70. It's such an easy drive. The spread has come down. The spread has come down. It was. It was five and a half for a while, and then boom, it opened at three and a half because people were like, they saw that Maryland game, like, ooh, maybe we should have five and a half. Three and a half is basically a coin flip because that's three and a half means lots of action because you can really bet either side at that point. It's that half hook, but um, yes, the the spread has come way down. as early as as recently as two weeks ago, I think the national media thought this was going to be an absolute blowout. Really. And I also find it interesting, and this is this is hilarious to me. Now I'm not going to do this because it takes so much work, but I want to put together a video of everybody who said before the game this was going to galvanize Michigan and after the game said these kids are under so much of a distraction. You can't <laughs> have it both ways. Are you galvanized or distracted? You cannot be both galvanized and distracted at the same time, Dave. It's contradiction city up there. How about they they come out and they say that uh, it's Michigan against the world, and then they call themselves America's team. You guys realize that doesn't make sense, right? You you can't be both. You can't be both. You can't can't be Michigan against the world, and we're America's team. There's one America's team. I tell you what, it's 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 and. I can't believe I still I've said this many times. I can't believe their their university president is acting the way he is. I mean, their fans are disappointing enough. Their writers are mm-hmm. embarrassing the way they've handled. They've been. I will say, John Wooden once said, "Dan, consistency is the hallmark of greatness." I don't think he meant it in this way, but I tell you what, these Michigan writers, they've been consistent. I mean, they these guys have been consistent as hell, consistently wrong on everything, but consistent. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm getting fired up already. Just thinking about it. I cannot wait till five days from now. We still got a lot more to get into. Let's start with Ohio state's health. Um, mm. now a few things here. Uh, good news. I was gr- thrilled to see a Mecca look good. Cause I was worried a Mecca was like at maybe 60%. He looks good. He's not hundred percent on that ankle, but he looks good. That's huge. Smart leaving Tommy out. I talked about this on the post game show. Um, day was asked about it. Tommy was mad, wanted to play. It was senior day, but they held him out. Smart move by the coaches, especially knowing Tommy might've just decided to choke them at some point and, and kill them li- right there on the sideline. But Mike Hall, we still don't know for sure. I hope he's able to suit up, do whatever he needs to do, but I'm worried we're, we're not going to have Mike Hall. A lot to unpack there. Good news on a Mecca. Good job leaving Tommy out of the game. Mike Hall, my gut tells me he won't play, but maybe, maybe he will. So I'm going to quote uh, Ari Wasserman here. The dude is entertaining. Uh, he does a nice show on The Athletic. And his shtick is stars matter, I believe. Okay? Stars matter. We need our studs to be studs. I go back to what I said about uh, Michigan not having that top-end talent. If you go to any mock draft, now I realize mock drafts sometimes are worth less than the click you uh, effort you put in there. But just go across the board. It's kind of like looking at the 24-7 sports composite. There's a Buckeye at every level of the offense. There's a Buckeye at every level of the defense who is going to get drafted higher than almost any player on Michigan. Okay? Uh, like you said, is it Zinter or Minter, the guard? I can't. Zinter. Zinter. He, he's I think, higher rated than Donovan Jackson. But tight end, wide receiver, running back, Defensive linemen, 
defensive lineman. Tyreek Williams is going to get picked before anyone they got. Okay. So is JT. So is Jack Sawyer, by the way. Okay. Dane Brugler was asked the other day, why did the Bears trade for Montez Sweat? His 33rd player was Jack Sawyer. Okay. So that was the choice they had to make, theoretically. Um, Denzel Burke. Okay. Uh, guys like this need to come through. Those are the guys that are going to be first, second day draft picks, and they do not have those dudes. Okay. We need our studs to play like studs. Emeka, I have total confidence. Cade Stover needs to be as healthy as possible. And um, this is on day to, to get to get it done. But like we have the top end talent over them. Okay. We just do. We have the better players at the top. What they get you with is that depth. Okay. And that's where we go back to holding up physically on the offensive line and stuff. We may not be as deep on either side, especially like you said, with Mike Hall going down. I've loved what I've seen from Hero Canoe. Hamilton's been solid. Um, and you know, almost Mike Hall is a great penetrator. Um, I'm not sure some of the other guys might even be better against the run, which may be helpful for this game. Who knows? But everyone, I'll say this. If you can get yourself to about 85, 90%, I'm very confident the adre- the adrenaline will take you about to 106 for this. So I'm confident in our guys. Um, but like I said, stars need to be stars. And if for us to win this game, it's going to be like I got a text during the game from an NFL guy who does have a bias towards Ohio State, and he said 18 and 32 are going to be the difference. So, I like it. And it's so huge that Mecca is back, not just back, but – if they do, if they, they go crazy trying to stop Marv, Michigan, then that's going to free up a Mecca. We're seeing we're seeing the best tight end at Ohio State since at least Ricky Dudley. Dare I say maybe he's even better than Ricky Dudley. And um, not he won't be as high of a pick as Ricky Dudley's. He's not 6'7", and just, you know, Ricky Dudley was just, you know, he's on the basketball team at Ohio State too. So, um, But Stover's probably, in my opinion, the best since John Frank. John Frank's the best tight end ever at Ohio State. And um, – I think Stover's right there. So it's huge having a Mecca and Stover, having a Mecca back healthy and having Stover just in case they do go balls to the wall trying to shut down Marv or contain him. All right, Dana and I are going to get into more about the Ohio State-Michigan game in just a moment. Stick with us. We'll let you guys know about our other sponsor that we've been telling you about, Manscaped. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer sent from space. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. We're talking about a next generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultra Sphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS. High tech for low places, Manscaped. Again, get 20% off plus free get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today from our friends at Manscaped. There you go. Ball trimmer sent from space. Tell you what, man. Five days and counting. You want to be properly groomed for the game, Dave. Oh, man. I I mean, this is going to be the lawnmower. We're going to take it up to Ann Arbor and just, oh, man. It's like, ugh. I was, lo- I was watching the uh, Jim Trestle 310 Days speech yesterday. 
man, I still get goosebumps thinking about that. How about calling your shot? Michigan must have been laughing, thinking, oh, who's this guy? Youngstown State. Michigan owned Ohio State at the time. Trestle's like in 300. He basically, even though it wasn't technically a predict, or a, you know, he didn't technically like predict that they were going to win. He pretty much did. And to say 310 like days, we're going to go up to Ann Arbor, Michigan. You're going to be proud of our young people. It was like, damn. And then he went and backed it up. They got up 23 to nothing in the first half in that game in Ann Arbor in 2001. All right, I'm fired up. All right, who is under more pressure in this game, Dan Rubin? Is it the Ohio State University or is it Michigan? Okay, so to be fair, Dave and I cheated on this show. We actually, sometimes we like to go totally fresh and this time we kind of, it's a big deal. We need to be prepared. So I was thinking about this. I don't know if you ever took a high school debate class or a debate class in college where they give you a topic and you have to argue one side of it that you don't believe in. And you're right. like, oh, it's the... <clears throat> I feel very confident I could win this debate on either side. You know, it's one of those. Right. Um, I feel right. very confident I could make a real strong argument about both. So let me do, I'll do Ohio State pressure first and Michigan second. And oh, then I thought you were uh, going to have me do Michigan. Okay, I got you. Okay, you okay. I'll just give you my two little vibes. How That's I would even- that's even easier for me. You do both. Okay. For, for, for Ohio State, it's a more of a short-term issue. Uh, Ryan Day is, oh, you know, he has not beaten Michigan. And if he doesn't beat them now. He's beating them. You know what I mean. He's 0-2. I apologize, Ryan. He's 1-2. and 1-2. and two. But the last two have, have called everything into question. And listen, I get if you – this is another one of those conundrums apparently Harbaugh doesn't matter yet if they lose to Michigan with Sherwin Moore on the sidelines, that'll look worse. Um, and I understand that in the short term, it will sting. And they, I don't believe the loser will go to the playoff barring major me. I, I would have to sit and actually try and figure that out purposely. Michigan has no chance. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan has no chance. Correct. Ohio state could have a chance, I guess. Um, depending on how the game went and uh, I, you know, some other dominoes falling in their favor. But I had someone tell me over the weekend, Michigan better win this game because they are going to the dark ages. Um, they are in real trouble now. First of all, they have not recruited like Ohio State ever. Ohio State's the one program that does not dip. You can go look. So they bring back, I mean, we have the number two recruiting class coming in. Um, not to mention we're about to turn into cornerback you as we adjust to the addition of the Pac-12 school, which passed more. Um, Maryland is going to the dark age, Maryland. Michigan is going to the dark ages. They're going to get hit with major sanctions. They're probably going to lose their coach. Um, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this. This is the transfer portal era. You know who sticks around to, when you're draft eligible, when you're non-draft eligible, fantastic player? You know who sticks around for suspensions? Nobody. Okay, so you literally can do this, and I hope they do this. After we beat Maryland, God bless it, after we beat Michigan, that's a Freudian (laughs) slip, I want Ryan Day to walk, not to Harbaugh. I want him to walk to Will Johnson and say, dude, you made a mistake. (laughs) Yeah, not to Harbaugh, not to Sherwin Moore. You made a mistake, Will Johnson. We got a spot for you in June. Kenneth Grant, look, it was a mistake on our part. You got a spot in June. I not only want to beat them, I want to take their three or four best non-draft eligible younger studs to come with us and tell, you know, you don't even need to go back. Don't go back. 
You don't need the grades. You don't need the, the credits. Just come on. And they can do that. So who's going to tra- – now look to the other side. If you're going to look to add someone from the transfer portal, are you going to hop on a sinking ship? You are not. So Michigan is going to the dark ages. This is their last chance. And even if they win, yes, asterisks, cheaters, and stuff like that. But this is the only thing they have left. The only thing they have left. As much as it would sting for Ohio State to lose, and it would, even thinking about it makes my stomach hurt. You're going to come back next year. You're going to have a chance to do it again. You're going to come back the year after that and have a chance to do it again and again and again. And and Michigan's really going to a spot where not only has their program been stained, where I was getting texts from other guys saying, hey, look, I always used to at least respect them as an opponent. That's done with. That's from like older Ohio State people who who are like cherished the rivalry. I got one from a guy who's he's like, I'm done with them now. So they're going to the dark ages record-wise, and they're going to be labeled as cheaters. And we don't, by the way, we don't even know what's going on up there yet. Okay. There's a lot of great stuff that's going to come out. So they have to win this. This is the last thing they can do for years. Yes, it would suck if we lose, but we're going to be Ohio State next year and the year after and the year after. They are not going to be Michigan next year. They're going to be Purdue. Yeah, and I'm looking at this from Ohio State's perspective. So, like, you know, taking that into account, the bias, I'm sitting there thinking more pressures on Ohio State. But, you know, you articulated that extremely well because you can make salient arguments on both sides, as you just did. Another thing for Michigan, you know, not only are they going to the dark ages, like, and you alluded to this as well, um, if they lose this game to Ohio State, especially after they look bad against Maryland last week, uh, a game they're favored by 20 and win by seven. If Ohio State wins this game, everybody's going to be like, only reason Michigan won the last two years is because they were cheating. Mm-hmm. Now they're not cheating. Ohio State goes up to their place. Michigan's favorite and Ohio State beats them. So not only are they going to be going to the dark ages, it's going to validate what all of the people are saying outside of the Michigan cult. I call it the, I almost call it the bubble. I, that's offensive to bubbles. The Michigan cult, um, which is exactly what they're acting like. Um, everybody outside of the cult is saying the same thing. If they're able to beat Ohio State, then they can be like, see, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. We're still, we're still undefeated. It, it, this was unearthed like, you know, a month ago, and you still can't beat us. So, man, it, the, the side plots here are just amazing. Weather looks like it's going to be decent, especially for late November in Ann Arbor. In the 30s, probably dry, not very windy. So that's good. But um, I don't know, man. This is going to be so interesting. Any final thoughts before we end the show? I love the way Travion Henderson's playing. I've been on this show many times before questioning him at some level, and he looks like he's the best back I've seen in college football this year if I was going to pick a back, and I've never felt that way before because he is really a – when you look up home run threat, he is a home run threat. Um, I'll tell you another thing I like. I like number five back there. Yes. Redshirt, if they really are planning on playing him against Michigan and then in the playoffs, more power to you. You, you did it perfectly. He, I love number five, Dallin Hayden, sorry. He gives them a little extra juice back there when they, the idea of playing Henderson and Hayden. Mm, I love that, man. I love that. 
that rule must have changed because they unless they're wrong <laughs> that, that he can the, meaning that he can play in the postseason and it doesn't count as the four games that used to not be the case Someone said they changed that a few years ago, though. I missed that. It was that. said on the air. I don't know. If that's the case, that's why I was saying I don't know that, and it will have changed. But if that changed, boy, I think that makes them – I'm. that's not only just an insurance policy. I just think he's a really good player. Yeah, and that's that's huge. And then it all makes sense now. They've played it perfectly if that's the rule. Now he's now – he can still register no matter what now. He'll play next week, you know, or if he doesn't, he probably will this week. That's his fourth game. And then if they're right um, – then he can register. So that's that's really cool. Now, you can make the argument, if Dallin Hayden's really that good, is he going to be here for five years? I get that. But do we also look at Dallin Hayden and think he's like a guy that's going to be like an early draft pick? With NIL now, that kind of changes the scope of things. Maybe he is a guy that's going to be around for five years. You never know. But um, all right, we touched on a lot of bases. We're going to do it all week. Dan's going to be with you tomorrow on the show, talking recruiting, talking more about Ohio State, Michigan. Great stuff from Dan Rubin. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Go Bucks.